Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. In this podcast, chat about the win against Port Vale, injuries again, and we look ahead to West Brom. This is the Bora Breakdown podcast, and this is our Bora Mash Day chatter in a pod. Support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air. Fleming for That's Craig it. Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Avanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Avanelli spots out. Hello and welcome to the Borough Breakdown Podcast with Johnny Dinner and Tom. We're the Borough Podcast that gives you all of your Borough Match Day chatter in a podcast. And Middlesbrough are in the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup. The last time we were in the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup, we won it. It was called the Carabao Cup back then, of course. It's all aligning, you see. It's all aligning. Our worst start since or 3 or 4 and now we're in the semi-finals and we're going to go all the way. But obviously, of course, Johnny Housen scored last night. Morgan Rogers and Matt Crooks helped us get there to the semi-finals. But, you know, <laughs> more injuries. Tom, uh, what was your overall assessment of the win yesterday? I thought we played well. And it was kind of, it, it was a professional job, I, w- I would say. At no point in that game did, I, I feel like this probably isn't going to go our way. It felt more like a pre-season game or like, a round one or round two Carabao Cup game with just a few more people there because they just never looked threatening. I know I, I was listening to a, an, an interview with their manager, Andy Crosby, after after the game, and he was like, there was just, they were playing at a different level. There were times where we couldn't get near the ball and, and stuff like that. that. That's genuinely what it felt like. I was quite taken aback at the fact that there was barely any atmosphere from from their fans as well. At least it, it didn't sound that way over the over the um, the TV. So Dana, you might be able to kind of uh, shed more light on that. But considering I didn't on, hear them once, Tom. I genuinely didn't hear them once. Yeah, kind of considering on Twitter before the game, I'd seen a, like a, an ex-player of theirs just saying make it hostile and uh, you know make it a difficult place to play. They just didn't seem very up for it at all. Considering as well, it was possibly the best draw they could get in terms of. Uh, trying to progress so yeah it, it was a bit bit of a weird one like I said it, it felt a bit flat a bit like a, an early season cup game or a pre-season game but very happy way through and also very happy that Newcastle are out because I definitely didn't want them <laughs> in the semis yeah losing on penalties and you know another year goes by where they, they don't win a trophy of course well they could win the, could win the FA Cup but they're getting knocked out with someone, aren't they? But in terms of you, Dana, you were there last night. You you made the trip to Port Vale. Um, you know the long trip because of the the, the queue in traffic. You know the bus shenanigans. Oh, um, apart from that, 
how was it? Yeah, it was, I, I, to be honest, I echo Tom there. I thought that they'd be bang up for it, but I suppose they've had a season that is drowned in apathy, really. I know they've picked up a little bit of late, but I was surprised at the lack of atmosphere. The atmosphere in the away end was fantastic. There was some new chants going, um, including the Bangura one, which is stuck in my head. That just kept going and it's stuck in my head now. I think... It was relatively comfortable. There were periods where Portville did look like they were starting to maybe grow in confidence a little bit. They were popping balls down our flanks, but I think Lucas Engel dealt with it really well. Dyke Steele had less of a good defensive performance, but still okay, still relatively comfortable. There were just a few moments where I thought that they got past him a little bit too easily, including the chance that they had, the Gavin Massey chance, which... I mean, it was a a ball fizz fired in actually at an awkward height for him by Chislett, who I thought was their probably their best player in the, in the game. But that came just before half time, and I quite liked how Borough managed the match in the second half from there because it is a precarious scoreline to two nil, and especially against a lower league side who have that incentive to get into the the semi finals. I think you know it was good that Borough managed the game and the way that they did. And uh, yeah, I agree with Tom. I thought. It, it was difficult to get up for that game because Middlesbrough Port Vale is every bit a third round tie, in my opinion. Just it's very rare, I feel, that you have this tie in the quarterfinals, you know, at this stage. So, yeah, it felt a little bit strange, but it was good to be in the away. And Connor Ripley was getting some stick, but it was all in good spirits. You know, I think he, he took to it quite um, humorously. So, all in all, really good. Glad that we're in the semi finals. Um, it was kind of as comfortable as you could get, perhaps. So, all good. Yeah, Borough fans, you're a bunch of shit houses. You know, that's a, a kind of <laughs> well, they're already on shit house island. Yeah, they are. They are. You know, it's, but you know, you just gotta say what for what it is. Alison, they're a bunch of shit houses last night. Uh, but for me, I thought game state really mattered. You know, we got the goal at a good time, and that opened up a lot of space. We took advantage of the mistakes, and you know, it was a good finish from from Rogers to to put us two up. And, you know, it could have been more in that first half. It really could have been. And then in the second half, it was more of a, a game management type of performance. And Crooksy going on to, to score the third one. And it was overall an OK display. I wasn't blown away. I thought we kept the ball really well. And we just was a we just did a really professional performance. And I was happy to see us going to the semi-finals. You know, there's obviously I would have liked to maybe play Newcastle in the semis. It's been a while since we have we have played them. Just because it's just been a while, you know, it's been a while. And uh, but they're out again, which is quite funny. And, you know, we'll find out who we're playing uh, this evening, of course, obviously by the time people, most of the people listen to this, we'll have our draw out already. But it was overall for me, I'm dead happy to be in the semi-finals. And who knows, we might make our way to Wembley way again. But guys, lastly, who, who impressed you at all? You know, there's obviously... Well, who's left? Because <laughs> we could have <laughs> had um, no one there. But uh, Dana, who, who impressed you last night? Uh, who was who was good on the eye? Because it's a bit different, is it? Watching on TV and then in, in the stadium, right? Oh yeah, especially when you've got a bloody pillar right in your way. I mean, God, pillars in football stadiums in 2023. What is that all about? I mean, to be fair, Everton are in the Premier League and they have pillars in their ground. I think Luton might do too. Oh, God, get rid of them. Couldn't really see. I mean. The pillar probably won't impress me and make it a good few tackles, a good few passes in the half space. But no, I'd probably say Morgan Rogers. I really like, and I've said it before, when Morgan Rogers drives with the ball, when he takes it from deep and he spins beyond his marker and he and he takes the ball forward. I'm investing stocks in Morgan Rogers because I think that he can be a really good player 
for us. There's a bit of Tav about him where he just needs to develop a little bit further. And at times he's a little bit, I wouldn't quite say Marmite, but there are criticisms aimed at him. But he's got five goals and five assists this season in all competitions. He's the outright leading goal scorer in the Carabao Cup. He plays well against League One opposition and he plays okay at times against championship teams. I think you can see the potential in him. And to be fair, we can't say that he isn't delivering in the present. So I, I enjoyed his performance. Again, you know, it wasn't perfect. It's not going to be with Rogers. He's raw and he needs refinement. But I, I like watching him. So I'd probably say Rogers and Engel as well. You're five-star rating signing Johnny I thought that defensively very composed and interesting as well something that you mentioned Johnny on one of the episodes we had uh, Lucas Engel and Alex Bangura on the left-hand side in that second half which was um, a point of note maybe we can see that going forward if Sam Greenwood gets injured I mean by this rate he probably will at some point someone will breathe on one of our players and get injured. but them two I think for me stood out yeah I don't want to say Give me the borough job, but saying <laughs> give me the borough job. Um, but no, it, for me, I really like that two left backs on, on 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 the wing because you know naturally wingers by trade, and I was saying it will give us a nice a, a nice uh, way of making the pitch a little bit bigger, stretching teams out, and also the cover as well. You know they're both really comfortable at left backs can switch in between themselves, and they've both got good delivery in the box as well. So. It's something we can definitely test. And it could be one of those things where, you know, when your back's against the wall, you've got a load of injuries and you see something good happen and then it, it just stay, it just stays. That could be one of those things. But obviously, I'm, I'm not, I don't think it will. But I thought the, the both played well last night. And also for me, I thought Rogers was was okay too. And you know, he is a, he is a man like player. You know, I know people that, that don't like him at all, and there's some people that love him. And he's becoming that that Tav, isn't he? It took it took people a while to get uh, used to Tav and, and love him as, as a player. And I think Rogers could be exactly the same. But Tom, who uh, who impressed you last night? Then out of the the players that were left, there were a few. Uh, Rogers, uh, I will start off with. Thought he had a, a pretty good game. I was expecting it after his previous games in the Carabao Cup, and he didn't disappoint. Matt Clark, I thought, did really well. There's one bit that kind of sticks in my mind is when he he had the ball in defence, and he pretty much did. Uh, a 180-degree turn of just, no, no, it'd be 360, of those kind of like 90-degree kind of like cut inside things from like FIFA, just like there was no one pressuring him. He, he was just kind of like faking a, a pass and then like turn and fake a pass and turn, and like he did that and played out from the back. I was like, that was so unnecessary. But uh, yeah, he looks to be kind of really kind of finding his feet again uh, within the scene, which is great to see. And then lastly, uh, I can put Sammy Silvera in there as well. I was really interested to see how he get on yesterday, considering he was starting on the right. And we spoke about it a couple of podcasts ago, saying could he kind of fill in there, do a similar job to to what Jones has done, you know, be a little bit more direct and focus on, you know, chance creation rather than than shooting yourself. And yeah, he, he's came away with an assist from that. And I mean, dare I say, like him and Morgan Rogers seem to be building up a bit of a, a connection up front. So, yeah, that that was uh, really good to see. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Silvera playing on the right a little bit more uh, at times if if we need him, just kind of based on that and take him away from being kind of inverted on the left and 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 being able to to cut inside and shoot. I thought he did well last night. 
Yeah, I like Silvera on the right as well. I, I like him when he's just driving at players, and it was something that we, we heard a little bit on uh, in our our player preview. Was it player preview? Show? What was it called? Uh, lowdown shows. Uh, lowdown, lowdown yeah. shows. Yeah, and you know we were saying what, uh, he likes to get him, be aggressive, get the ball back to the centre forward. And hopefully we see more of it. And you never know, he might because Bor had uh, more injuries uh, last night. And that was kind of the big, t- uh, the big take-off because Rav Vandenberg missed out with a sore back. It like, went off at half-time with a hamstring injury. Isaiah Jones only lasted 20 minutes and then went off again with a hamstring niggle. Morgan Rogers got absolutely rock-bottomed on the pitch. And then Matt Crooks also came off with a knock as well. So that that leaves us with 14 players out. And obviously, Senny Dieng and goal, Rav Vandenberg left back. McNair, Lenahan and Smith, Hackney or Brian in midfield, Force on the right, Crooks, McGree and Latterlaff up top. And if you wanted to have three subs, Jones, Rogers and Corbin to try and change the game. And, you know, only a that 14 players, but the injury, injury crisis has presented opportunities. You know, when you have all these injuries in, in the squad, you've seen Callum Kavanagh come on yesterday, Paul McCabe also featured as well. But Tom, injury wise, can it get any worse? Yes. Thank you. Um, moving on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah we, we could lose more players. Um, not that we've got that many left to lose, but um, yeah, I, I was just looking at that graphic there. I was like, what well, I would, wouldn't give for that to be a starting eleven in the next mm. game, just because that looks better than what we've had to start with recently. Yeah, all I can think about is that um, Nick McCarthy video just going, it can. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> all I can think about. And it can get worse. You know, they are falling like flies. And it's just a shame because, you know, we've got such a good squad and we have the quality there. But injuries just really do affect it, don't they? Well, it, people will um, still dispute the claim that that has an effect on Borough's season. Like, I, I don't get it. You look at that team and that team is a very good team within its own right. So is it really any surprise that Borough are inconsistent because they've got this amount of injuries out? Like, obviously, there was a period where we had injuries and we were fine, but then that's going to take its toll, especially around the Christmas period. So, yeah, it, it obviously does make an impact. That that, yeah. that team on, on the graphic, that's that's pretty much like a first first choice team for us like Hmm. i mean it it probably goes a little way to show how good a job everyone's doing at the moment that we are where we are in the league and we're pretty much having to play our our second string team if if you put angle in there what and who actually makes the team do you know what i mean by like angle like that is pretty much, Boris, I would say, arguably one of the strongest 11s we can put out. If you maybe wanted to put McGree in the centre, maybe, and, and put uh, Greenwood on the left, I don't know. Um, I think but... that's better than the team that we're, well, infinitely yeah. better than the team that we're starting now. Obviously, Rav Vandenberg on the left is not left back, but needs most for this um, point. But yeah, that that team, that 11 is a very good 11. And yeah, yeah it's, it's no surprise that Bora are kind of faltering a little bit because... A lot of those players, well, all of those players are out. Absolutely. But like I said, Dan, there's opportunities arise. Obviously, Callum Kavanagh came on, had a chance, of course, nearly nearly scored. Uh, Long McCabe scored. came on for, for 20 minutes as well. Uh, when I watched it back, in, so this is interesting because in the ground, he, might, he should have scored. When, when I was watching it at home, it looked like the ball was a bit too quick for him and it came just above his, his shin, so he couldn't get over it. Mm. Um but hey, I mean, I would have missed uh, it, so is, who am I yeah. to say? Oh, well, I didn't want to say that, 
but I mean, <laughs> here we are. Um, so yeah, anyway, how, how, how do you think that those two academy graduates fared? I really like the look of Lorma Cabe. I will say that I, I don't think he looked overawed by the fact that he was playing in a Carabao Cup quarterfinal at all. I think he showed some good touches. Kavanagh, I think, it, I mean, it was Kavanagh's debut. Law McCabe had the cameo against Preston, didn't he, where he came on off the bench. But Kavanagh did look a little bit overawed. I think his touch eluded him a few times. I thought he should have scored that chance so I don't know I, I have watched it back but I haven't like properly rawly analyzed it and slowed it down as everyone does so I don't know maybe maybe you're right there Johnny and I'll, I'll probably you know trust you on that judgment but I thought they looked bright and this is the thing with the injury crisis it does present an opportunity for those players and Carrick is not afraid to put the youngsters in there and that's one thing that I really like and I think Borough fans also like that because they want to see the youngsters get an opportunity the amount of comments that we get on our Facebook page saying oh why isn't he playing the kids that we've seen that since we started this podcast so I appreciate that Carrick does give them an opportunity and I think McCabe McCabe's another one I'm going to invest stocks in I think he could be a really good player obviously fleeting moments in the game but Within them, I thought that he looked confident and assured, and he he played a lovely ball out to the to the left hand side, um, from Engel, the type of ball that I thought that Dan Valasser would play. So, little moments here and there that I'm thinking, you know, you're highly rated for a reason. You know, he's in England under, was it eighteen? I think it's eighteen international. So hopefully he could continue his development and we could see more of him amid this injury crisis because I, I must admit he does look good. Yeah, Tom. Obviously, there's a player on the bench who has been featuring every now and again, and uh, Alex Gilbert or Alejandro Bear, uh, if he's uh, having a good game. Were you surprised that he didn't come on yesterday? I mean, given that the scoreline, how confident Borough were, and it just felt like a game where he'd give him a bit more minutes. Maybe, but also the rate everyone's getting injured, he'd probably be, be end, end up being the next one, and. We wouldn't even have him on the bench for the next game. And then, you know, the people who, uh, you know, say on Facebook and on BBCT is going, oh, play the kids and stuff like that. They'll actually get the wish soon because we're going into the new year with the under 18 squad and the way the injury crisis is going. So, but the, the thing was as well, at 3 0 up, you may as well give Kavanagh and, and McCabe uh, a run out. It didn't look like the game was going to go any other way at that point. Alex Gilbert, Gilberto, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> has, <laughs> has had senior football in the championship. So you, you may as well like give uh, people like Law McCabe or Kavanagh or um, there was a couple of others on, on the bench as well who were thought could have potentially came on as uh, as well. May as well give them a, a first kind of taste of senior football and kind of help bring them through a little bit. Yeah, and you know, minutes really do matter that age, don't they? And to get them on loan, hopefully the second half of the season would be superb if we can, especially if we can get those players back. I think Alex Gilbert's going out on loan from January. I think it's just nailed on. You know, there's if you didn't want to risk him there, I think he's got a loan. And look, it's not saying that he's a bad player. He's, he he could be a really really talent, big uh, big talent that we've got on our hands. But I know he's versatile. But it just feels like the injuries that we've had haven't really affected the position that he would probably f- most flourish in. So it's a bit unfortunate on that aspect. But 
I think he's going out on loan. I really do. I really, really do. I'd be shocked if he stayed. But, you know, we've got him on a four-year deal. There's plenty of time for him to develop, and I think he will develop really well. And I also think that Kavanagh and McKay will go out on loan as well, probably in the January window too. But to round it off, um, we are obviously in the semis now. Can we go all the way Yahweh, uh, Tom? Uh, do you think it's an opportunity for, for Borough to get to a final of a cup competition? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, obviously, I, I, I don't know who, who we're getting tonight. My personal choice would be Liverpool, and I've got like a little bit it's of thinking bad. behind that. Uh, they're also going to be missing players, uh, or player. I don't know if they have more than one African player, but I'm sure Salah will be off to the AFCON as well as you know Dieng for us. They'll have Europa League, FA Cup, you know, the top of the Premier League. So th- there's a chance they might not prioritize the AFL Cup. They might in in the semi finals put a few more of the kids out, which will work great for us because that's what we have to do, and. Yeah, hope, hopefully it's it just works like a, a youth cup semi final or something, and we get the better of them. I feel like Fulham will be looking at this if they got Borough in the semi final, just like mint. This is a great opportunity to get to the final. Same with West Ham, and I just I don't I don't think I've ever seen us beat Chelsea. Like I think I've seen us draw with them a couple of times, but the times we beat them, I didn't have my season ticket or like I I couldn't go for whatever reason. And you know, I'm, I'm thinking back there. I'm sure it's like 2006 or something. The last time we beat them, so I I really don't want Chelsea. I, out of the ones that that are there, I prefer Liverpool, but I don't think any of them represent a, a really good chance of of going all the way. Chelsea, it was under McLaren we beat them three 0 and then under Southgate we beat them two one, and so Pogba saw uh... that night, didn't he? I believe so, yeah. And the, the 3-0 one, I think it was, I want to say Viduka, Hasselbank, and I feel like, who am I missing? Rockenbach. Or is it Mendia? Maybe one for the old, uh, the old Google search. Rock- Rockenbach um, was definitely one of the, the ones in the 3-0 because I yeah. got a text off my dad that day saying, oh my God, Rockenbach's just scored. And I was like, you what? You're joking? Because he, he's joking, the amount the amount of times I've seen Rockenbach <laughs> try his shot and it's just at the back of the stand, and like he's, he's scored against Chelsea. <laughs> just hit some hit some of a pie. going like it's the it's hit the deck. <laughs> it was Rockenbach, Stewie Downing, and Yukubu. Oh, well, in two thousand six. Way off. So where was the two one then? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a matter, isn't it? Uh, you know, you know how it is. Um, but dinner, uh, Camborough go all the way. Um, and who would you like in, in the old uh, semi final? I would like Liverpool as well. I don't know why, I don't know whether it's the FCAs, the good juju coming to me from my win at what? the FCAs. Good juju, good karma. Oh, right, okay. Um, I don't know whether that's just hitting me, but I don't know. The, the last time that we played Liverpool in the cup it was that never-ending shootout and I kind of want revenge of that that was a fantastic game to be in the away and to see I think you were there as well Johnny but I didn't know who the hell you were back then but it was a very very good night and I would quite like that but as for do I think Borough can go all the way probably not let's be honest we've had a favourable run to this point Johnny Housen even said it in his post-match interview yesterday so this is the first proper proper test that we will have is it 
likely that we'll get past them. No. Um, you know, my dad was saying, oh, I want Everton. And I was like, why do you want Everton? They've got that siege mentality with that points deduction. Anyway, redundant because they got knocked out. And so I think Fulham, out of the teams left, they're the ones that you look at and you think, could we have a chance against those? But even them, you know, they've got better players than us. So it's as simple as that, really. I'm not expecting us to get through, but is it a little bit of a free hit? Is that the cliche that we're going to pull out the bag for this? I think it's a big incentive for us. So why why not try and see if you can get the whole of Teesside behind Middlesbrough and, and, and roar us into the the final? I mean, that would be an incredible achievement to get there. So I don't think we will, but dare to dream. Yeah, um, that's fair enough. Uh, for me, I, I want this to play out. So obviously, if we get Liverpool and we, we beat them, for example... You know, so we beat Liverpool, got the final. I want us to play Chelsea, and I want us to get revenge for 1998. Uh, we got beat two 0 in the League Cup final, and you know that'll be a very bittersweet, uh, uh, probably full circle, and a lot of clo- uh, closure for a lot of people. That if we if we were to do that, and I believe we were in the Championship then in 1998 as well. When we got to the final too. Who knows? We actually win it this time. But let's move on while you search for that, Dana. Let's go and speak to Chris from Albion Analysis because we do have a league uh, game on Saturday against West Brom with the Baggies, a fifth in the championship table. But to find out a little bit more, we spoke to Chris from Albion Analysis. Chris Hall here from Albion Analysis looking ahead to uh, Borough v Albion on Saturday, the last game before Christmas. And uh, in terms of our season so far, going into the Christmas and New Year period, we're feeling pretty good about life, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think at the start of the season anybody connected with the club expected this season to go this well we're a mess behind the scenes Uh, we're hoping really really hoping to have a new owner in the new year because the current one has made a complete mess of things taken money out for himself not put it back in and pretty much every player was up for sale in in the summer there was a lot of rumours about players going Brandon Thomas Asante uh, linked to Stoke Grady Dean Garner linked to just about everybody John Swift linked to Coventry um, Palmer linked to Luton and to be honest in the end the, the only one who went was Dar O'Shea and we ended up with most of the squad that we had the season before barring our centre half and captain and, and a few few players we'd let go on freeze. Corbrand's just an unbelievable manager, he's managed to knit us together into a really really well oiled machine and we're in the top six you know we've got no depth to the squad really and we're suffering a few injuries at the moment so we're stretched. There's no two ways about that. In terms of how we set up, I mean, we're just unbelievably organised. We're kind of we're probably probably a little bit the opposite to Michael Carrick's borough, to be honest with you, because we won't come out and play. We want teams to come on to us. We want teams to come out of their shape and we want teams to leave space in behind them and we can break on them. We will set up very, very solid. Um, we will be excellent out of possession. We'll get back into shape very, very quickly. And to be honest, it's probably why Corbran has had a little bit of success against Michael Carrick's Borough. Um, obviously, we've, we've won the two home games that we've played against you guys. We haven't played you at your place since Corbrand took charge. So might be a very, very different game in the northeast to what it's been in the Midlands. But our two wins against Borough in the Midlands have been two of our best performances under Corbrand. And and I think part of that is down to the fact that Carrick will never change the way he plays. He's always going to come out and be 
pretty free-flowing, pretty attacking. He's going to try and grab games by the scruff of the neck. And actually, they're the games we tend to do the best in. First team to beat Ipswich this season. We we matched Leicester for long periods. We, we beat Hull, who've gone and done good things against pretty much everybody else. And the games where we struggle against, the teams that really don't come and have a go, we've kind of sneaked past people like Rotherham and Cardiff and ended up getting a draw against Stoke the other week. We got a 1-0 win against Sheffield Wednesday, which was hard-earned, but we really kind of labour to those games against the teams that want to sit in against us, but we kind of slightly relish the ones where against teams that want to actually come and play. So, <laughs> obviously, from my point of view, I'm hoping that that's the case with Borough this weekend, although, you know, absolute respect to you, you're a good side, and I think the, the league position that you have doesn't reflect how well you've been playing at times and also how good your squad is. In terms of Albion's strengths and weaknesses, I think we've largely covered our, our strength. We're very organised. We've got a great coach who will set us up extremely well. We have got that little bit of X factor in terms of our quality as well. People like Jed Wallace obviously crashed in a great free kick against Rotherham. Grady Diangana and Jeremy Sarmiento are two players that can generate that little bit of magic out of, uh, out of nothing. John Swift obviously has got that creative ability as well, although he was injured for the last game, so it remains to be seen whether he's fit enough to face face you guys. And in terms of players to watch out for, I mean, like I say, our X factors are the likes of Dean Garner and Jeremy Sarmiento. Jed Wallace, I think, has been excellent in recent weeks. He was definitely the best player on the park against Stoke. Swift, if he plays, is always going to be going to be a threat. But I mean, you're not really one to watch because you wouldn't ever sit there and just watch a centre back. But as stars at the moment have been our centre-backs Kipre and Bartley I can't imagine your fans are going to sit there and admire two centre-halves for 90 minutes but they've been our absolute stars and okay Koslu in front of them is is just a massive massive player for us so I think our defensive players are, are real strengths for us and our only major weakness at the moment is our expanding injury list you know we, we, we're without Maja we're without uh, DK still we're likely to lose um, Dean Garner Brandon Thomas Asante Shemi Ajayi to the Af- African Cup of Nations all that doesn't affect us this weekend so it, I think it just the sheer volume of games that players are having to play at the moment and uh, and, and the lack of rotation might lead to a bit of bit of tiredness in terms of prediction uh, I don't know it's, it's a difficult one uh, it, it's always difficult with Albion because with Albion it's massive who gets the first goal I think if you guys go, go and get the first goal I think you'll probably win the game but I think we'll score so I think I'd predict you to win it 2-1 but I think if we get the first goal, you'll come at us so much that you'll leave a bit of space and and we'll go on and maybe win 3-1, I, w- I would say, perhaps, because I think you'll leave enough space for us to get goals. Definitely both teams to score, I think, looks nailed on for this one for me. I can't see both teams not registering because we'll look to attack you on the transition and you've got enough quality to cause us problems. But yeah, I, I think I think it's an interesting one and I'm not going to say which of those two predictions I'm going with. I'm just simply going to say whoever scores first wins this one. Thank you very much uh, for that, Chris. And yeah, just to go back on to confirm my uh, prediction, uh, if we had Liverpool in the semi-final and then we went and played Chelsea, of course, that actually emulates 1998 where Borough did beat Liverpool over two legs. I remember Paul Merson scoring. Of course, um, as soon as I seen the fixture, I was like, ah, Paul Merson, blue kit. He scored at Anfield 1-2-1. Uh, sorry, 1-2-1 at the, the Riverside. I think it was Marco Branca as well. Um who scored the Riverside on that night as well. So let's do predictions for West Brom. 
Dana, you could go first on this one. Uh, what's your prediction against West Brom? A very tough game, of course. Yeah, it always seems to be against Carlos Corbrand's sides. That semi-final, by the way, in 1998, there was a, a really good man-marking job on Steve McManaman from Steve Baker. So if that happens again and we do get Liverpool, hopefully someone's marking man-marking someone and emulates can, Steve Baker as well. Who can be our Steve Baker? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> Housen. Yeah, I think Johnny Housen has it in him. And by the way, shout out to Johnny Housen because he's the only player, the, the oldest player in the team. Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah, I'm not going to for being the oldest player in the team. Well done, Johnny. (laughs) Congratulations, Johnny. We'll bring the candles in the post. Um, (laughs) Thanks, guys. Being over 30. Um. (laughs) But back to West Brom, the preview. I was looking at Carlos Corbran's record against (laughs) Middlesbrough, and he's played against us six times, won four of them, drawn none, and lost just two. So he's got a a good record he's only got a better record against QPR so not surprised about that I am going to go with that we will score the first goal and that we will win the game I'm going to go with a 1-0 Middlesbrough also big lol at um, Chris talking about their injury crisis whilst uh, we pulled up that (laughs) full 11 graphic of players that we have out it's crazy isn't it two teams that are ravaged with injuries one more so than the other. I know. Oh, well, it can get worse for us both. But in terms of score prediction, I think I will go with a one-all draw. I'll take a one-all draw. Just please don't get beat. And Tom, what are you going to go for uh, for your score prediction before I round things off? Yeah, I'm not very optimistic with my prediction. I'm going to go 2-0 West Brom. I'm just seeing it happening. And 2-0 West Brom, not very optimistic, Tom, this week. But that's it, guys. Thank you very much uh, for joining me, as always, and to the listeners and the viewers. Thank you very much for watching and listening to us as well. Um, a big moment for us, over 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, uh, but we're not stopping there. So if you're not subscribed, uh, do uh, give a subscription on YouTube. And also don't forget to subscribe on your podcast provider and give us a five-star rating. That helps us get found and all that kind of fun stuff. We're very close to 500 five-star reviews on Spotify. And I want to hit that. I want to hit that, so help us do that. But for right now, Borough play the baggies and we're depleted, we're injured, but at least we're in the semis. Eh? Uh, this being the Borough Breakdown podcast and that was like a Borough Master Chatter in a pod. Up the Borough Breakdown. <laughs>